We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about navigating life, love, and relationships, one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 106 of Married Millennials. Let's get straight to it. Beyonce. Beyonce. Beachella. No longer named Coachella. The argument is over. I don't want to hear any disputes, if, ands, buts, rebuttals, conversations, or anything of the like. Beyonce is the greatest performer alive. Yeah. Hands down, no questions, no debates. If you want to debate me, as Evelyn from the internet says, and you can fight, fight me, me on, on that, that, but there's nothing to talk about. Beyonce just delivered the greatest, most black performance of all time. Blackity black, black. I, I, you know, it's interesting. And I got the whole thing on, uh, not the whole thing, but snippets on Instagram because... First of all, I think we thought we were going to miss the performance anyway. And Justin kind of casually put it on his phone when it first started. And I, I didn't even know it was a live stream. I thought it was like a playback of whatever she did earlier. I heard no rumblings. Then he go, proceeded to pull up a bigger video on his computer because we watched it Coachella live. And I was like, wait, is she, is she singing Lift Every Voice and Sing? Is the Black National Anthem happening at Coachella? Like, is that... What? What? And then she just conce- proceeded to blow our minds. And they're just like, pow, 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 pow. Okay, let's talk, over and over let's again. Let's talk about all the blackness that was in there. First of all, she brought the yard to Coachella. Mm-hmm. So she said, we're going to just, just create my own sorority. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's what we're going to do. Yep. I'm just my own, my own Greek organization. Yes. I'm going to create it. Beyonce, Phi Beyonce. Yep. <laughs> and, and then on, on top of that, we're going to just bring out a marching band. Mm-hmm. We're going to have... The illest a dancers of all time. Band, yeah. yeah, we're gonna have the the drill instructors. We are going to have Malcolm X quotes. Yeah, you forgot the step the steppers. The steppers. Yep. The black national anthem. Yeah. Oh, then we're going to bring out Jay Z. Nia, Simo- Nia Simone. Nia Simone uh, samples. samples. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna bring out Jay Z. We are going to have a Destiny's Child reunion. Yep. And we're just going to let the world know. Wait, wait, wait. Solange is going to dance Oh, with me. and so, yeah, Solange is going is to get busy It was with literally her. like sister time on stage. Like, sister, sister. Do you know how big of a moment that is? Like, hey, let's just be us on stage. What? <sighs> what? There is not, there's nothing I to talk about. I couldn't take anymore. I yeah. just, I physically couldn't. I was like, what? What? Joy and I went to the last Beyonce concert. Yes. This performance, watching it, from home on computer was better than the live performance that we saw in person and six rows back from the stage. Mind you, that performance was excellent. That one was so good that I woke up the next morning like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. That's how I felt after we went and saw the formation tour. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I don't know where we go from here. Do you? <laughs> That's how I felt. Yesterday, I woke up feeling like, there's just no point. Beyonce won. She won the entire thing. She wins at life. She like the whole thing. Her the, her life is dope. She's just doing dope shit with her friends. She's like Kanye. <laughs> what Kanye wants, Beyonce has the whole thing. 
you're if you want to to fight us on this conversation, I'm just going to preface it by saying you're the biggest hater of all time. It's no debate. I don't. I don't think anybody. Even if somebody doesn't prefer Beyonce at this point, like you can't. There's nothing. And here's the thing, because just we, I think we talked about this when we went and saw Formation. We are not official Beehive members. We're not. I, we've changed our tune. We we would like to <laughs> to announce our candidacy for Beehive membership. Yes. Is there? Are you guys yes. still taking are any members? What, what are the eligibility meeting? requirements? Yes. <laughs> like, can we talk about this? I just. I want Bumblebee everything. I'm like, where do I get bees? Like that's how I feel. There, I just that performance. Was two hours. Not, there was not. And then yes, it was two. It hours. was a two-hour performance, and there was not one lull in the entire two-hour no, performance. And everyone killed it. I mean, and the, uh, Andy Ray was here, and he said she got the best of everybody. It was true. There was a lady, lady with the batons, the best baton twirler I have ever seen ever in my life. I just. Everybody was A+. Plus. Her dancers, everyone. her band, everyone. Like, nobody no missed a beat. It was a, it was a 100%. 100, A+. Plus. No, it was 150 Underline. I underline it. There was, there was no, it was flawless. You know how people, what? Pe- people flawless. in uh, high school who managed to get like a 4.2 GPA, and you're like, how'd you do that? That was that. It was a 4.2. Like, okay, so a 4.0 wasn't good enough for you. And I, I just wrote in this week's newsletter that it's not, you're not in competition with other people. You're in competition with yourself. Outdo yourself. And that, Beyonce is a testament to that. She continues to outdo herself. And she's already the best. <laughs> so now I'm trying to figure out what is next. What is next? <laughs> what, and it's funny because when the tickets came out for Jay-Z and Beyonce this year, because they're recklessly priced, I was like, you know what, babe? We've seen Jay-Z. We've seen Beyonce. We don't need to do it again. Now I'm like, where do I get, I get tickets? tickets. I up. have to go Straight now. up. Like, I genuinely. Have to go. That was an un... I was shooketh while watching it. Shook. If you guys saw shooketh. the story, shook, shook, shook I'm just it. sitting here watching it all. And the three of us. We're just sitting here watching like, oh, my gosh. It's going to get better and better and better. Oh, you're going to keep – it's going to keep getting better? Yeah. There's there's nothing to say. As if, you can tell, we if, honestly cannot process this. It I, was still my unbelievable. Sugar. If you missed it, shame on you. You need to go find a way to get it online somewhere. I'm sure YouTube's not going to post it until after Coachella's over, the second week is done. But I'm sure somebody got it on Periscope, Facebook, Twitter. Someone recorded it on their phone. Go find it because this performance was literally unbelievable. And, again, if you got anything to say, you're, you're a hater. Thing. You're a, a, I, a certified I'm hater. I'm pretty sure that's the best performance I've ever seen. 100%. And I wasn't even there. I don't even know what it was like for the people there. And a part of me is like, did we get a better view from home? I don't know. I don't care. I'm happy I saw what I saw when I saw it. I'm just hashtag blessed. Hashtag be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. <laughs> be blessed. So we're making up words. Beyonce yes. is now it's, taking it's over your Beyonce vocabulary. Everything. I understand the beehive now. I, I just, I get it. All right. I get it. And I respect it. In other music news, we just want to touch on this very quickly. Taylor Swift, she she did something that she maybe shouldn't have done this week. There's no maybe involved. Yeah. I haven't even listened to the atrocity because my soul is so offended. That I don't even <laughs> so want to funny. offend my ears. 
That's how bad You know, it it's interesting because we were just talking about Bruno Mars and cultural appropriation and how we don't feel he's a cultural appropriator because he's giving credit where credit is due. You can tell he's paying homage to people who, who came before him. There's a reverence there. It just doesn't feel like he's just trying to take. And he's a person of color. And he's a person of color, yes. He's not black, but he's a person he's of color. He's not, right. And that does matter, too. Even though I'm not personally offended by Justin Timberlake, people are mad at Justin Timberlake all the time. I don't feel, you can tell where his influence is coming from. I don't feel like Justin Timberlake's like, oh, I invented this. And to be fair, the Taylor Swift song in question, or it's not the Taylor Swift song, it's Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. It's a delicate situation because you're dealing with a black staple. September is a black staple song. It's a soul song. It's at every barbecue. Like, it is just... It's inherently ours, and, and there's the history and the context of the song is something that you have to exper- experience to understand. I'm not even going to take it that far. Yeah. Leave the shit <laughs> alone. There's no comparison between Bruno Mars and Taylor Swift. Yeah. Taylor Swift is as pixie dust as they come. We know her music. We have seen her her discography and, and the songs she performs. Right. Trying to do a cover or your version of Earth, Wind, and Fire, September, is a crime from the highest courts. A crime from the highest court. I just, no, never. There's nothing to, there's nothing to talk about. I, you nothing. Know, I we don't, don't have to break it down the way you... No, there's no complications. Leave <laughs> shit alone. And this is what we talk about with white folks. And if you get offended, I'm sorry. But this is this is what we talk about. Everything is not for you. Period. It's not. It's not yours. Y'all got access to a lot of shit. But some stuff you don't have access to. Earth, Wind, and Fire's catalog, you don't have access to. Yeah, it's Earth, Wind, and Fire, the Isley Brothers, Al Green. Like you can't, you just especially when you make music like Taylor Swift. This is a good example of what you should not do. And it's not you're white, so you can't do this. But it is kind of like if you're going to do something, you need to come correct. To quote the legendary philosopher Lavar Ball, yeah, stay in your lane. And I want to say too with Taylor Swift because she she started as a country artist. And then she transitioned to pop. So I think she's just, she's trying to try her hand at things. No. That was a try, but no. we're going we're gonna to move past it. Stay in your lane. We got to move past it. Special thanks to all the engaged couples who filled out the questionnaire this past week. Joy and I are working on a project that we will soon tell you guys about. But we are collecting responses from engaged couples to get their thoughts and opinions as they head into marriage. If you are currently an engaged couple right now, right now, engaged in the process of planning a wedding, you're excited to start life with your boo, go to our Instagram page, Love Jay's Official. The link in our bio, there will be a, a, a little box that you can click, and it says, Calling All Engaged Couples. Click that. Fill out a survey. We want to get your opinion because it's going to help us with something that we got cooking. Yeah. We can't wait to share. Can't tell it yet, but just know that we're, we're in the kitchen cooking up some sauce. We also have something in store for our single ladies and gentlemen. Mark your calendars if you're in the L.A. area for May 20th. We can't tell you what it is yet. But we have something cooking for our singles. So save the date, May 20th, Los Angeles, California. 
we have something that's going to be going down. We just really realize the importance of intentional spaces. You have to have spaces that created for people who are having a specific experience because it, it, specificity is just needed. It's just needed. So this weekend we were able to attend Brunch to Bomb, which, you know, we've done in the past. And that was lit. It was a turn up. We had a great time. But we also got to go to an event called You Had Me at Black, which is also a podcast. But it's just uh, it, it's just storytellers coming together, telling a 10-minute story on the mic. And it doesn't even have to be anything intense. Like one lady told the story of some drama she had with her landlord and how that got resolved. Another woman spoke about a relationship that she probably shouldn't have been in but was in it anyway and had all the material things she wanted, but just everything else was lacking and she wasn't happy. Uh, it, it, just, it was excellent. It was really excellent. Yeah, it's nice to just hear black people tell black stories from the black perspective, mm-hmm. and it's nothing crazy. No one's famous. You don't have this strong, deep public tie where everyone knows you. It's just like your everyday black folks telling you a story of a day in the life of me. Mm-hmm. And it was it was nice to hear the vulnerability of the storytellers. And then, as Joy said, you had me at Black. You know, their whole theme of, of their show is just black folks telling stories in different parts of the country. Yeah. And this is the first time coming to L.A. and just being around 250 folks and black folks in, a, in a, an intentional space where the storytellers could be vulnerable and just share their truth was refreshing, warming, and inspiring. Yeah. And again, it's an intentional space. It feels good, and it feels safe. It feels safe. It was nice. We also want to say a thank you to those of you who joined us last week for Pillow Talk Live. We are so enjoying doing this, because we could just get to sit down and chat with you guys, and you're responsive, and it's just, it's fun. It's fun. I like it. It's community building. You yeah. With the podcast, we sit and record the podcast. Yeah. We release it on Tuesday. You guys listen. A few of us will gauge in the mm-hmm. comment section, send us some DMs, but that's about as far as the as far community as goes. connection goes. Yeah. With Pillow Talk Live, we stream it on, on Instagram. We also stream it on Facebook. And you can just come in and engage with other members of the Love Jays crew. And it's fun. It's engaging. Q&As. We've talked about all kind of stuff in the, the past two times. Last week, we did it on Wednesday because I had an alumni mixer that I had to go to on Thursday. But this week, we are back on Thursday, mm-hmm. 8 o'clock p.m., Pacific Standard Time. We're back. Come join. Tell your friends. And literally, just just come on. Like we, yeah. we sit and eat dinner on camera. Yeah. So it's very casual. <laughs> Our dogs are with us, and we're just, we're literally just having a good time. And I said we'll talk about more things that go on. I'm sure Beyonce's performance will will be another topic upon yeah. you know on 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 Pillow Talk well, Live. But just like bring all your comments, questions, whatever's happening today. We just chilling. When we did live last week. The news about Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson had just broken. And, ugh, my heart breaks for that girl. I feel so bad still because it's not like, you know, news for us is like, oh, that's yesterday's news. It comes out, it breaks, there's a frenzy, and then a week later, we're over it. But I'm like, man, this is her real life. She had her baby the very next day. Uh, And if you don't know, Tristan Thompson was caught on camera um making out with a girl in a hookah lounge then motorboating another woman there and someone else grabbed his junk 
Then he was spotted going into a hotel room with a, a woman. And then later on in the week after Chloe gave birth, uh, another video surfaced of him with another woman at a hotel. And I think that was just a week prior to Chloe giving birth. I mean, it's just, it's messy. It it's real. It's real messy. It's not a laughing matter. It does no. suck, especially in this news this breaks is first when baby. she's when she's really literally getting ready to give yeah. birth. But my whole thing that I took away from the story, you you have your opinions on the Kardashians. I feel like they're probably one of the most hated people around because, as everyone always says, is they got famous for doing nothing, and that's a testament to Kris Jenner's brilliance, where you guys can that's just be human people. So hard. They, they do grind hard, yeah. but I'm, I'm saying like, when you look at other people who are in the spotlight, right. they point to a talent, but this is where Kris Jenner was like, we are a talent, we're a family, we have a story, and we're right. going to pull this together, and they've made millions, so don't yeah. knock their hustle. But but back to, to the lecture at hand is what, what drives me nuts about these conversations is we as a society get so much enjoyment in seeing other people lose. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know where we have, have got off track with us as a society, but it's like, oh, yeah, that's what you get, Chloe. You know, Tristan was hooking up with you while he was with his ex-girlfriend. The Kardashians are this, and we, don't, we shouldn't pay them any attention. They're famous for no reason. That is what you get. I'm, why? Why do we have all this hostility and disdain for people that you do not know, you have no personal relationship with them. And at the end of the day, she's still a human, and she's pregnant and about to give birth to her child and finds out while she's probably in the hospital room or maybe a few days before mm-hmm. that all of this mess is going down. So it's just like if you're one of those people who are out here bashing and, and saying a lot of negative things about Chloe or Tristan or the whole situation, just ch- check yourself. Yeah. Like we we don't have to celebrate the the L's people take. Like it's not you never we we, re, we celebrate wins. Like can we can we talk about that? This, this community is about positivity, yeah. uplifting, and that's why we've gotten so off track with everything. Is we just love to see other people lose. Yeah. For what? Like are you that much of a loser that you need to see other people lose? Is your life that shitty that you get happy? Your win is when someone else loses. Come I on. I think that that's the case for. Uh, far too many people, actually. Far too many people. Because when you're not winning, it makes you... Misery likes company. They do. You know? So it's like, if you're not winning, it's nice to see someone else fall. Especially somebody who is revered as, you know, very, really successful and doing well and has everything that they want. But, like I said, if you followed Chloe's story at all, you know that she's worked for everything she has. And this has been a long time coming. You know, the goodness in her life. And it's really... Uh, it's it's devastating. I feel awful for her. Just picture, because having a child, that's supposed to be the happiest day of your life. Everybody says, you know, the top days of their life is when their each of their children were born. For that day to be tainted by the person who's supposed to be the love of your life, having multiple hookups with various women, and there is proof of it, so you can't even do the denial thing. You know how you find out something and you're like, you know what? Right now, I'm going to pretend like this isn't happening. She can't even do that because there's evidence. I mean, just, ugh. And part of me is mad at TMZ for leaking it. Like, you couldn't have just waited. But I also understand, yeah, that's that's their business. I That's their job. Do I think that that's a great job? Not really, you know, exploitation's not the best thing, but I do understand it. But I just, ugh, that poor girl, that poor girl. So 
say your prayers for Chloe, people. I I mean that sincerely. Now, taking us back on a little bit of, of a lighter note, Joy had mentioned we went to brunch to bond this past weekend. And I have to just let y'all know about a, a victory that I had internally. So for the longest of time, oh my, gosh. my <laughs> wardrobe and trying to find my fashion sense has been a struggle. I am very disproportionate. My legs are extremely long. And I've always liked the athletic feel, but I always got accused of dressing like an old man. You know, I would wear the jeans, button downs, the loafers. Like that was my, my swag, but it also wasn't my swag. So for a long time, I've been trying to find like, what works for me, my body type, how can I go out there and just, ooh, kill them. And I'm starting to get there probably about a year or two ago. I was telling Joy, I was like, I want it to be like the athletic, fresh swag, but it can also dress up a little bit but dress down just like that 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 good that good that good style. I don't I don't know how to to put my finger exactly on it. But this weekend and Joy posted a picture on the gram. And this weekend I, I felt like for the first time the vision that I had for how I want to look when I go out was actualized. And you guys will probably look back at the picture and saying Justin you're wearing a t-shirt, jeans and some sneakers. And it's like yes, I am only wearing and a hat. I am only wearing t-shirt, jeans, and the sneakers. But yeah, I accessorized it well. I, it just, it made my body feel good. I mean, good. it's a 90s brunch, everyone. That's why the gold hoops were, were there. But it, it just felt good. I don't know. I kept looking back you at the pictures. You looked good. We, we were walking. We came you back to the house. You have looking at the pictures. And I was just like, babe, like, this is it. And she and Randy were out here killing me. And I'm just like, look, this is, I, I understand that I, I probably sound ridiculous right now, but when you work, when you work for something, I, like all my all my fashion, my fashion challenged struggle folks out there who are just trying to to find like what looks good on their body and what fits for them, know that I'm with you. Like I've been there for a cool minute. And I was like, I just don't know what works, but I, I put it together. And when I was trying it on, Joy was like, I don't think that's gonna look good. You had to do the the whole thing. That's what. So she was playing me. And messing up my confidence, but fortunately I ignored the hateration that was coming from oh my wife. Gosh. And I put it together, and then we walked into the brunch, and it was just like, oh yeah, swag attack. So I was hyped. I just wanted to share that that quick victory. You know, when it comes to personal style, I just think that you have to try things out. And some people get it faster than other people. Like there, there are there are people out there who they're 22 years old, they're swagging on them, like the the like the Jaden Smiths of the world. But he took some risk, too. He did. He took some risk, too. And then you find it. I think that's what it is. You have to take risks. You kind of have to look a little bad for a little bit. And then you you figure it out. And I want to say style is all about how you rock it, like how you feel rocking it. Because what looks good on you might not look as good on someone else with the same exact body type because the swag that goes along with it is different. Like, it's all about how your swagger in an outfit. So... I don't know. I'm I'm happy for you, babe. No, I, I'm telling you, I'm it, happy it felt for you. really good. It's all about the tailored pants. It the, the tailored pants. It started pant, there. It, it started with start. the tailored pants. It did because the jeans yeah. I was wearing yesterday I hadn't worn in five years because they looked horrible. Yeah. And then they got tailored and now they looked they looked crispy. I think my thing with style now is just go with it. If you feel good with it, go with it. Doesn't matter if no one else is doing it. And I I learned that more so about my hair, y'all. I want to talk about something my, about my hair really fast, and then I'll get back to the style situation. There was a time where, obviously, you guys know that I cut my hair really short. And there was... 
<laughs> and if you didn't know, I need you guys to go back two years ago yeah. when we started the show and look at Joy's progression. You can just look at each video yeah. and follow Joy's hair growth. It's hilarious. And there were some struggle moments, but we were both like, oh, no, it it's good. fine. Yeah, I wish that I we would have started recording the podcast when my hair was long. So my hair was actually really long. It was past my boobs. Uh, not curly, straight was past my boobs. And, I, you know, what? so wedding was peak length. I had very long hair. I was like, all right, I need to cut this off. So then I did a bob. And, uh, and then after that, I did the shortcut. I, and it was kind of like a straight style. But because it was a straight style, I had a bang. And the straight bang, I couldn't wash it. So my forehead was breaking out. I was like, all right, well. So it just was like, I'm just waiting for you to realize you don't like doing your hair. You should just cut it. Like, do this curly style. So I went for it. I cut it. I did this curly style. I felt like I looked like a scared cat. I was like, why did I do this? But I, I've got to rock it. I made the decision. And then probably, I would say like three days after I cut it the first time, I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm feeling this. I like this. I was cool. And then I kept it short for a while. Well, the thing is, when you have short hair, you have to keep it up. There's no, you know, yeah, it grows out, but then it starts to look crazy. So one day, I didn't want to pay to get my hair cut because those things are expensive. <laughs> Anyone with black hair knows. Like, black hairstylists aren't just like, oh, yes, I'll cut your hair for $60. Like, that doesn't happen. It's like, okay, that'll be $200. I didn't have that kind of coin, so I said, you know what? I'm going to do it myself. I've got this. So I took scissors in my hair, and I was, like, you know, in the mirror pulling it up. And I was trying to do give my hair, like, a Deva curl cut, like, curl by curl. And I felt like I did a pretty good job, y'all. I looked back at those pictures and fell out. I look awful. Horrible. Awful. You're still beautiful. But oh, yeah. it looked horrible. Yeah, you know, like on the inside. My face was still working for me. But my hair, I just I just cut it all off. In the, but I'm so glad that I had that experience of cutting my own hair and cutting it really short and still feeling confident. I, I think I just have not unwarranted confidence, but kind of, because I was feeling myself. I was like, oh, yeah. So that's what I want to say about clothes. As long as you're feeling it, it doesn't really matter. You just you just have to feel the fuck out of yourself. You do. And you then gotta, everything and is fine. You got to be confident with it. What I always want to know is, like, who dictates fashion trends? You'll see people who are wearing cer certain things, and you're like, what the hell is this? And then six months later, every single person is wearing it, and it's in every major retailer. And I'm like, how did you... Like, how did you decide? I always want to know, for all my fashion folks out there, who dictates fashion trends? And I know now the, the, the new thing is, like, the man purse, the satchel, and then the fanny packs across the chest. I, I don't know if I'm feeling that. I, I don't know who decided that that was, that was the move. I feel like it's but the, it just, youth, the youth. Yeah, yeah but, but that's just not, like, just, it's not the, that's not the look. I think, that's yeah, it's look. like young people taking something in, because... Everything fashion is always recycled in some way. Yes. Like I haven't seen anything where I'm like, that's new. I've never seen that cut before. It's like, yeah, it's a new cut for, you know, the 2010s, but in, you know, 1927, that was also really popular. So I, I think they just take things and make it their own. Our, our fashion wasn't great. We sagged. No. It, what it, was that? <laughs> like, really, what was that about? And then had like giant clothing. We're like, you know what we're going to do? nothing's going to fit. Everything's going to be huge. Or as 45 likes to say, huge. <laughs> you know, that was really... It's disgusting. It's really, really bad. And Looked I'm bad. not saying our fashion was good. I Again, I just want to know who dictates the fashion. Who says, like, this is the new move, and then everyone's adopted. Yeah. And then once this person 
establish it. Like, do they get credit for that? Like, how does it? How does it work? I also want to say it's probably an art dictates life, dictates art, dictates life type of thing. Like, you don't really know where it comes from. Okay. Because everything's influenced by everything else. Like, you know, it could be a fashion designer, but he was influenced by someone he saw on the street. So then it's like, who's really responsible for that? The person on the street. But then maybe that person on the street was influenced by something they saw in a magazine. It's just, there's no way to say. There's no way to say. But shout out to fashion. Yeah, shout out to all my fashion it's, folks. It's, I look at you guys that. like, damn, I, f- I follow a yeah. few on Instagram. I'm like, that's how I want to dress. How people do that's outfit of the day. Look. Yeah, and it's all clean, and I'm like, okay, let me go back to my closet and struggle. But I'm going to get there. It's a work in yeah. progress. This this weekend was, was a step in the right direction, and I feel good moving into my 30s next year that my, my swag yeah. is going to be right, right. Swag on deck, Patron on ice. <laughs> Remix. This week was just chock full of news that... I pertains to relationship stuff. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Even though this isn't great news, but Nikki Bella and John Cena, they're in the WWE, for those of you who do not know, uh, they broke up. They were engaged. They were together for six years. And the whole thing with their relationship was John Cena didn't want to get married or have kids. He had said that from the beginning. Nikki Bella wanted to get married and have kids. And then she decided to concede on marriage and kids. She said, you know what? I love John. I want to be with him, so I don't need to get married or have kids. Then John Cena was like, I don't want to spend my life with anyone else. I'm going to propose to Nikki. And he did. They they got engaged. They, you know, we're going to get married. And I, I don't officially know what happened. I do know that in their show... Nikki said to John, I'm not sure I can do this. I thought I can do it, but I'm not sure that I can. Not in regards to the marriage, in regards to not having children. Because her twin sister, Brie Bella, I got all the names. I got all the names. Just gave birth to her baby girl. And Nikki Bella is obsessed with her niece. Obsessed. And I think that something happens inside of you. When you do want children, when you're around other children, especially your nieces, because her brother also had a baby at that same year, I think like two months before her sister did. So she's she has these two nieces that she loves, and you're confronted with the fact that if you're with this person whom you also love, that you can't have that. And I don't how do you reconcile that? You can't reconcile it. There's no. there's baselines in all relationships, and I call them your non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. Marriage and kids are on those non-negotiable lists. And if you want to be married and you want to have kids at some point in your life, to start a relationship with someone, especially when you're older in life, you don't, the experimenting time is, is, is I don't want to say done because you can still date other people, but course, you have yeah. to date with intention. I'm saying I'm dating my potential future partner. And if you know being a wife or being a husband and, and or being a father and being a mother is, on that pr- priority list mm-hmm. to get emotionally involved with someone who does not agree or does not want those, it doesn't make sense because it's going to lead to the inevitable, yeah. which is what is happening now. They were yeah. together for six years. They were a good, a, a beautiful couple. They got along well, but I guarantee you at the core of their issues were these two things, and it just slowly, slowly started to de- deteriorate, and yeah. now... Here they are, you know, split six years later. And again, the details are still coming out. But that's that's what it comes down to is, is you have your you're non-negotiables. You have to set them when you're dating. And again, when you're when you get into your late 20s and your your 30s and beyond, if you are out here just 
dating whomever and you don't care where their their value system lies with things you want to do all you're all you're doing is prolonging the inevitable yeah. you, you got to just put a line in the sand you got to be you got to be intentional like this is this is what I want oh you don't want that okay cool no disrespect we have we had a good connection but at the end of the day this is not going to work yeah, I think it's just really difficult because I when people meet each other and there's a spark between them and they end up loving each other, I think that the other person hopes that the other person will come around. And that does happen sometimes. That happens sometimes. If somebody's able to accept something or even able to say like, you know what, maybe I don't want that myself. That'll happen, but it's, I think, rare and... I, but you also can't tell people don't be together because you don't want the same thing. It's like you have to figure it out, but it's not like anyone's surprised when it happens. I would say you probably shouldn't go much further in this relationship. I would say that, depending too. Depending on your age. I, I yeah. would tell them that. That would be the advice I give because... Well, especially, ag- yeah, again, with kids involved. You don't... People, people do change, but when it comes to those type of decisions whether I want to be married or whether I want to have kids. Those are monumental life decisions. And if someone is clear about a monumental life decision, the likelihood of them changing is probably not very high. Now, if you were saying, oh, I'm not opposed to moving to a different state, I'm not opposed to having three kids instead of two kids, those are the things that that can move on a sliding scale. Yeah, but just when you come, those in are and negotiable. Say, exactly. Yeah. But when, when you're on the, at this point, where like, no, I do not want to do this, and it is a significant achievement or stepping stone in life to say, like, well, I'm just going to sit and hope and pray that it will change, and then five years, eight years, ten years go by, and nothing changes, and now you're mad or you're frustrated and you're sad, and now you have lost technically five to eight years of someone you could have the time you could have been spent with someone who wants the same things that you yeah. want. You have to put down your non-negotiables. If you are dating right now and you don't have your non-negotiables written down, like literally on a piece of paper yeah. that you can see and understand, that you're already hurting yourself. Yeah. What I are mean, your non-negotiables? And, and the non-negotiables are things like marriage and kids and religion and politics. Those are your value, your, your, your values. Your, your core values your value are the system. things that will not be shifting because they are what you value most in life. Those are the things that you need to just be aware of. And when you're navigating through the world of dating, be clear about them. And and to be fair, most people who don't want children are very clear about not wanting very children. Very clear. The people I know who've said that have said it they're, without they're, a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Like I, and I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise. No. And and people know pretty early on when they don't want them. that It's not like, you know, they're 23 and think that they want to have it. And then all of a sudden they're 33 and like, you know what? No, I don't want it. Yes, that can happen too, but most people know from a young age, I don't think that's something I want from my life. So they'll tell you. They'll tell you, and they're not shy about it because they understand that it's a non-negotiable. <laughs> so I just, but th- for those of us who do want children, I think it's easy to think, well, of course you'll end up wanting that because it's this wonderful thing, but it's just not the same for everybody. Everybody is different. Um, but I do, you know, I feel for them too because that that's a pretty hefty investment, six years. Oh, it's, and an especially at, at their age and they're engaged. That, that's definitely Yeah, and their investment. careers. You know, it is really beautiful because they are both at the top of their, well, Nikki Bella was the, the women's champion. 
John was the the men champion. Like they were, it was just a really good story. You know, it looked great, and I know that they were happy and they loved each other deeply. But it's just, it's a good example of when love is not enough. It's a great example of that. This is not enough. And I think this plays in, into a bigger part of, of dating. What I've talked about with you and some friends is that we just need to be more intentional with our actions. Mm-hmm. So when we get out and date, we just need to be intentional. And I know like we talk about, oh, I got to play these games and we got to decide. It's like, you know, you know, you need to decide and, and exactly this is what I want. This is These are my non-negotiables. Now, what they look like, what they sound like, what kind of car they drive, what kind of job they, they have. Those those are not non-negotiable. So if you yeah. write out your list and, and you have, oh, they must be making this. Yeah, then that's you, what I was trying to tell that you. Is your, like, your yeah, biggest, no. Th- no, that's no. your biggest problem that you need to address Because those things change. Like, they, I mean, completely. Yeah, but it's yeah. like we just need, we have to be more intentional with everything that we do. You have to be intentional with the people that you date. You have to be intentional with the friends that, that you have around you. You have to be intentional with with your mindset, with your actions. We have to be deliberate with things that matter to us. Right. And our dating life is not something that we should just take for granted. No. But we just live like, oh, okay, it's just carefree. We go on about our day, and I'm all for being carefree and open to new experiences and changes. But there are certain things in life that we just still – you can be intentional and flexible at the same time. And we need to get to that to that point where it's like, okay, this this is what I'm trying to achieve. Now, how am I going to achieve it? Okay, cool. That may look differently. That may be different than how I planned, but my goal has not changed. No. And that's where we're getting off track. We just got we got to be intentional with our stuff. So, my dating folks, make your list non-negotiables. If you do not have it, don't be mad when people aren't fulfilling your list because you you're not putting it out there. You don't know what you want. You you just want people that are in alignment or that can support your your core your core values. You don't want to be with somebody who disrupts them because you're you're ultimately going to have a major issue that it, it there's not really any way to you can't have half a baby. Yeah, like okay, I know what we'll do. Like there's just there's no middle ground and because compromise is the foundation of relationships, there are things that you simply have to agree on. So that's why we're hosting this event on May 20th. Yeah. Details to come. Make sure you mark your calendars. You do not want to miss it. It is going to be a great conversation, great event, great fun with great people. May 20th, mark your calendars. Before we get out of here, I want to call on a favor to all of the Love Jays crew. You guys support us. You love us. You've been rocking with us for years. And now I'm asking if you guys rock with us, that you could do this favor for us. We would truly appreciate it. A friend of ours is hosting a music festival in Los Angeles, a music and arts festival specifically for teenagers. And she is trying to raise $10,000 by May 1st. That means we have two weeks, two weeks to raise $10,000 to ensure that this event happens iHeartMedia is one of the core sponsors. They have a great talent of young performers who are going to be there. You're going to have live art installments, dancers, speakers, mentors, food trucks. The vision is phenomenal. But in order to make this experience happen for local teenagers in the Los Angeles area, they need to raise $10,000. And when you hear $10,000, it's like, holy smokes, that's a lot of money. But I know that there are more than 500 of you who listen to this show. If 500 people donate $20 a pop, 
that will get us to $10,000. That will get them to $10,000. And if you look, oh, well, $20, Jay, that's a lot. Like, that's two beers at a bar. I'm just asking you to sacrifice two beers at a bar or a week at Starbucks to support a good cause. If you rock with us, you rock with them. Their arts festival is called the Bungalow Music and Arts Festival. Find their account on Instagram. I will tweet the link out again so you can see it. But it's an Indiegogo campaign. Again, they're trying to raise $10,000, and we only have two weeks to make this happen. And our friend who is putting it on has been a, is a close college friend, has supported us from the very beginning. So I'm calling on our crew. If you rock with us, please help us make this event possible for the youth in Los Angeles. It is going to be a game-changing event. They have a dope venue in the Los Angeles needs that. More importantly, the youth need this. So if you want to give back, you got $20 in your pocket, go to their, their Indiegogo campaign and donate. It would be much, much appreciated. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast. And if you love the show, leave us a review. And of course, share with your friends. And as always, let's keep the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.